Hey everyone, it's Mac, and welcome back to Master of a Few, the podcast where the curious mind meets too much time. Hey everyone, my name is Mac, and welcome to Master of a Few, the podcast where the curious mind meets too much time. How are we all doing today? Good? Great? Brilliant. This is my second time recording this, because the first time I did it, it was all over the place, and I wasn't actually sure what I was talking about. So, hello. How's it going? You got your intro of this twice. Do you know why you got it twice? Sorry, my phone's blowing up. The reason, oh my word, the reason why you got it twice is because as of tomorrow, I will be one month on testosterone. Woo! One month. Yay. And so this was my way of doing a little voice update. So, if you listened and heard a difference, thanks. If you listened and didn't hear a difference, don't blame you. Um, yes. That is, that is the, the voice update for one month on T. Um, I figured this is already something that I do every week, so there's no reason to do like a, my name is this, and this is, and I am this long on T. Um, because, I don't know, a lot of those exist, so this is my way of doing something like that while also being slightly more original. Very, very slightly. So there you go. Um, so today what I want to do is I want to talk about, I want to reflect, reflecting time, because I think one month on T, two and a half months since moving to Tennessee, and one month now of being in grad school classes, I think it is a good time to pause, to look back, and say, wow, we done good. So that's what we're going to do today. So the first thing I want to do, the, the, I'm going to split this in two in two parts, okay? Um, I'm real I'm real casual today. I hope that's all right with you guys. Um, we're going to do this in in two parts. The first part is where I'm going to talk through um, life update as far as uh, testosterone, but vaguely because more details on that will come out in a YouTube video, which will hopefully be soon. Given tomorrow is officially one month. In theory, that will be out soon. There will be pictures. You will see. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, but not too close an eye, or you might be disappointed at how long it takes. Sorry ahead of time. Um, but anyway, that's a thing. So we'll talk about reflecting on one month on testosterone. We will talk about how I'm feeling as far as grad school and seminary is going. We will talk about personal life. And we will... And then the second part, because I think that's all I'm going to talk about in the first part, I think. There might be added things, and if so, pretend like I previewed them here. Um, the second part will be, I just had to, for one of my assignments, write my spiritual autobiography. So I want to take some time to read that to you and process it a bit. So that that is what we're going to do. Sound good to everybody? Brilliant. So the first part is we're going to give a bit of an update on what's going on in my life and talk about how I'm feeling about it all. So, first things first, so that people are happy, um, testosterone update. So it's tomorrow will officially be a month. I had my third, third shot, right? That's so many? Yeah, third shot on Wednesday, and tomorrow will be officially one month to the date that I have been on testosterone, and oh my word, it's gone by so quickly. Um, it seems like it was just yesterday that I started. So, updates on that. Um, as you could hear from probably the intro, my voice has dropped a little bit, not a lot. 
um, but enough that my mother has begun to notice and that is not a conversation I was ready to have yet so I'm hoping that we can just not talk about it is honestly what I'm hoping for um, there is really no positive outcome to that conversation so to be honest I just don't want to have it um, and maybe that's avoidance maybe but I just I know that it won't it won't improve our relationship to talk about it so I'd rather not um, but so my voice has dropped a little bit uh, hot flashes are the absolute worst I was told I say that wrong I was told that they're supposed to be heat flashes I think this person is ridiculous and I can call them hot flashes if I want to um, so yes hot flashes is what I call them they're awful um, that's really really unpleasant especially when it's already 94 degrees that sucks hopefully those will stop soon I don't have super amounts of acne which is great um, and the fatigue and drop-off just before I get my next shot is awful that's terrible but more updates as far as all of that goes in my YouTube video be on the lookout for that so next up um, thoughts on we'll do personal life and then seminary because that will pull in well to the second part so personal life is going well I have friends everybody like I have and I know that I had friends before and I love you all very very much but I mean that I have made local friends I have local friends who I actually get to see every day and that is fantastic I really really enjoy that um, I have a social life and sometimes it's not built around study groups I know right be so proud of me um, so that's been that's been great I'm loving I'm loving that um, we do fun things like Shakespeare in the park and cookouts and um, tonight I'm watching the premiere of this is us and I'm super excited about it um, so I have I have a social life be proud of me everybody um, I love that I love having my own place um, it was a bit of an adjustment I wasn't used to um, not living in a dorm basically or living in a house with a family I'm not wasn't used to living alone and I mean I still live in an intentional community so I still I know all my neighbors and we we have a weekly dinner together which is great but um, I have my own apartment and I have adjusted to it and I love it also I got pictures printed this week of um, people who need to be on my walls and who were slightly offended that they were not already on my walls I apologize I'm fixing it so I printed pictures and so I'm I'm slowly making the space more mine um, which is aided by the fact that I have a new job I don't know if I talked about this I probably didn't um, but I was supposed to be a toddler teacher at a child care center that did not happen um, things were just taking too long and I needed a job so I am now a I'm not sure what the official title would be but I'm an administrative assistant type person in the School of Engineering which is um, odd but I mean not super unlike what I was doing as a TA so I enjoy it a lot the people I work with are great so that's that's really nice um, I have a brilliant desk buddy and I don't know if she listens to these but if she does hi friend um, but that's great I really enjoy that I get a lot of time to work on my homework um, 
and stay on top of things. And so that's been that's been really, really good. It feels really nice to work again. I have really, really, really missed working. Um, on top of that, I'm still a tutor and all of that kind of things. And it's nice to have, I'm able to settle into a full routine. Whereas before my routine was a bit segmented um, and not really nailed down because I knew that work would be starting eventually. So I didn't really wanna like lock into a routine that I knew would change. But now I have a routine schedule and I can figure out things like that and I love it. Um, anything else in the personal life department? Um, some things, and this is gonna be intentionally very vague, some things are just brilliant. <laughs> let, let, let me put it like that. Some things are just brilliant. Um, and yes, they have their hard parts and their challenging bits, but um, overall, brilliant. Uh, I still have my church that I like. I'm starting. I'm going to that new church, and I really enjoy it. Um, I got to participate in worship a little while ago, and I loved that. I'm really looking forward to continuing to do that. Um, I get to participate in the Trans Day of Remembrance worship service at my school, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, oh, next week I am going back to Grove. That's right, everybody. I am making the eight hour, eight and a half hour drive back to Grove to see my people. And I am so excited. Um, I've been looking forward to, I've been looking forward to homecoming since before I graduated. If you know me at all, you know that. I've been looking forward to this since before I graduated. And it's finally here. It's finally, it's next week. And I'm very, very excited. It's going to be a marathon of a week. I have a take-home exam that I get on Wednesday. And then on Friday, I leave. And then on Monday morning, I'm coming back Sunday night and Monday morning I have my in-person exam for Hebrew. So it's gonna be a marathon of a week, but I am super excited. I am really, really looking forward to it. God is good. Um, that's been sort of, sort of my thoughts. And yeah, there's been challenging parts and there have been days when I felt horrendous and super anxious and really struggling, but in general, I'm doing really, really well and I'm incredibly thankful. Um, and I think with that, that is all of the personal life deals. So my reflection on that part is pretty much, yeah, God is so good. Um, over these past two months now, two and a half months, there has been just so much change in my life. Changing routines, changing places, changing jobs, changing schools, growing up. <laughs> learning how to pay rent and make sure my electric gets, gets paid on time and figuring out jobs and uh, grocery shopping and all of that stuff. It's been a lot of change. And if you know me at all, I don't do change well. <laughs> I like things to be exciting, but at the same time, I love routine so much. And so this past two and a half months has just been a massive upheaval of routine. I mean, technically this past like four or five months because since I graduated, my just everything has been different, um, but not in a bad way. And there have been some challenges and there have been some really hard points and really low points. And there are about two months where I was 
I wasn't miserable, but I was, I was sad, and um, dealing with a really, really hard loss. But we have a redeeming God who likes to take broken things and fix them, and make us stronger from them. And Lord knows that is what has happened. And if you know what I'm talking about, fantastic. If you don't, don't worry about it. Just know that God is good. Um, and so I've been loving that. I still, I need to do more writing that I've been doing. I haven't done a lot of that. Need to get, need to get to it. But I've been doing really well learning to accept change, learning to embrace change, learning not to run away from conflict. Things like that have been the main takeaways. Also things like doing your dishes after dinner every night really does make you feel better when you wake up in the morning and there's nothing in the sink. It's a nice feeling. Um, or make sure you drink water and eat breakfast and make enough dinner so that you can have leftovers for lunch tomorrow. Things like that. Um, I'm learning a lot of useful lessons. And remembering to check my mail. That's a big one. Things like that. So, lessons that I have I have been learning and picking up on and all together I am doing fantastic and loving this new part of my life. So now I want to move on, shift gears just a tad bit to seminary life, um, which has been absolutely amazing. I have, like I said, my Hebrew exam is coming up and I love Hebrew and I actually feel like I've learned things, which is awesome. Um, but for another one of my classes, we had to write uh, a spiritual autobiography, looking at where we've come from spiritually, where, we, where we're at, where we're going. And I want to read mine to you and talk a little bit about my process of looking at where I've been and where I'm going. Uh, because that has been an interesting experience because I, well, I'll let it speak for itself and then I'll, I mean, I won't entirely, I'll speak to it a little bit afterward. But first thing I want to do is I want to read to you my spiritual autobiography. It's not super long. Growing up in an independent, fundamentalist, Bible-believing Baptist church, it was not just the answer to the question, what kind of church do you go to? It was the answer to the question, what do you believe? The 1611 King James Version of the Bible was the only version that could be considered the Word of God. Drinking alcohol, listening to secular music, and other seemingly harmless things, or can be harmless, I still don't drink very much, but there you go, that was a little aside, were all unacceptable and condemnable offenses. All church leadership roles were reserved exclusively for the men of the church, and should any question of interpretation, doctrine, or morality come up, pastor got the final say and it was not to be questioned. All of this sounds extreme. But sitting in the pew in the dress my mother picked out for me, I was completely happy and at home. I memorized extreme amounts of the Bible as well as every hymn in the All-American Hymnal. I sang in the children's choir, the teen choir, the adult choir, and even started my own quartet at seven years old. At eight years old, on my knees in the fellowship hall after Awana, I accepted Christ as my personal savior, and a few years later, I was baptized as a member of Southside Baptist Tabernacle. The fundamentalist church gave me a sense of family, belonging, and purpose, and I believed every single thing I was taught, until I reached the age of 12. In 2009, a man from Answers in Genesis came 
to my church. Answers in Genesis is an organization claiming to offer answers to questions about the Bible, particularly in regard to Genesis, creation, and evolution. I was raised to believe in a seven-day literal creation as described in Genesis. However, when my brother and I heard this visitor was coming, we challenged ourselves to finally ask all the questions we had been secretly considering for years. I brought a list of questions about seven-day creationism and its compatibility with evolution and time dilation theories. Yes, I was a nerd. I still am. And my brother brought a list about prior creations, the myth of Lilith, and how the fall of Satan fits into the creation narrative. After my brother's first question, the man closed the Q&A and ended his talk, refusing to answer his question or hear any of our others. Afterwards, several of the leaders of our church came to my brother and me and told us that we needed to learn to take the Bible at its word and stop asking questions. This was the first of many times I would realize that the community I grew up in would never allow my questions and that any deviance from the traditional viewpoints would be met with dismissal at best and at worst, hostility. Despite my disappointment with how my questions were handled, it was not until my junior year in high school that I encountered my first real crisis of faith. I began attending Eastern Michigan University, and during that fall, I formed my first interdenominational friend group. We began talking about our beliefs, and I realized that while we shared most major doctrines, there were very clearly there were others that were very clearly not based in scripture at all. Then came the most impactful crisis. I fell in love. I was taught that any queer identity was a deliberate choice to defy God and live in sin, so when I, someone assigned female at birth, fell in love with my female best friend, I was confused, devastated, and terrified. Determined to stay in line with my understanding of scripture, I chose to ignore my reality and pray for a deliverance from temptation. When my parents found out about my feelings, they put me in counseling with someone they hoped would cure me and encourage my participation in Celebrate Recovery, as well as a conversion therapy group at my undergraduate institution. Instead of changing me, I became more convinced that being queer is not a choice I had made which led to the desperate search for answers in scripture. I felt I had two options. If it was sinning by existing as a queer person, then I could either figure out how God could still love me as I was, or I could choose to end my life. This led to a three-month period of frantic deconstruction and rebuilding of my faith. I decided to throw out everything I believed with the exception of five core beliefs and begin rebuilding from there. My five core beliefs are the following. God exists in the Trinity. The Bible is the word of God. Salvation is by grace through faith alone in the finished work of Christ, and my twofold purpose on earth is to love God and love others. Other than these five beliefs, I would hold everything with a loose grip. My doctrines and convictions would come from interpretations of scripture, which would be allowed to vary and evolve as I researched more and studied more and learned from others. This evolution of my faith remained secret until I was 19 years old and officially came out as transgender. I told my parents that I no longer believed that being queer was a sin, and now I approached the Bible from a perspective of trying to know God more, and in doing so, learn to love God and others better. I was rejected by the fundamentalist church I was raised in and began searching for a new name for my faith. Baptist adjacent is the term I now use, although I've been told that Baptist hybrid is a more exciting phrase. I'm still doctrinally conservative, meaning I still believe that salvation through Christ is necessary for eternal life, though I believe people encounter God through a variety of traditions, rituals, and experiences. The most significant change in my faith as it has evolved is the application of the principle of fallibilism. As a child, nothing about my faith could be questioned. Intensive Bible study was discouraged unless led by the pastor, and all personal beliefs and interpretations were permissible only if approved by the pastor. 
Now my faith is mine to study and research and examine. I hold my beliefs, but I hold them loosely, understanding that I can and should be challenged by other viewpoints and interpretations and experiences. So that's a bit of my spiritual biography. There's a whole second half to this, but I think I'm going to talk about that next week um, because it talks about my experience with embodiment, um, which is a big topic and something I definitely want to talk about, but this is already 20 minutes long, and that's a lot to get into for the rest of this and not super related. Um, So that is my reflection on spiritually where I've come from, where I am, and where I'm going. And with that, I think that's everything I want to share with you this week. Um, Keep an eye out for my official one-month update video on YouTube. Um, No promises on when that will come out, but my channel is The Careful Poet, so be looking for that. If you haven't checked out my book and you would like to check out my book, you should do that. It's on Amazon. Confessions of the Careful Poet. Um, Hello to any new people listening to this week. Um, Anything else? I don't think so. I think that's everything. So thank you so much for listening. Um, My name's Mac and this has been Master of a Few. Have a brilliant day. Bye.